You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. In this podcast, we're doing something special. We will be diving into Money 101 with Vernon Michelle Frey's, which they've been teaching to our Unite Youth. So settle in to learn some practical wisdom and principles on finances that come from God's Word. All right, guys. Well, you know my husband, Vern. I'm Michelle, if you don't know me. And we are doing Money 101. So... Let me ask you guys a question. Why are you here tonight? I know it's a funny question, but why are you here tonight? I have some guesses. Some of the guesses might be, well, my parents are in the regular service, so I'm here. Or my parents said, hey, there's youth. You go to youth, and, and, and they're volunteering elsewhere in the church. Maybe some of you heard about the series, and you said, huh, money. I, I like the sound of that. I'll check that out. So... Regardless of the reason why you, you think you're here, I want to tell you that there's something that we can give you, and it's not, not about us, right? But there's something that we can give you that's going to make a huge impact on your entire life if you can grasp just some of the things that we have to share with you. So, um, <clears throat> you guys are in school, some of you guys are homeschooled, but this applies to everybody. Imagine walking into school, not Tomorrow, but Tuesday, you walk into school and the teacher says, guess what? There's a test. And we didn't cover any of the material in class. And there is no study guide. And oh, by the way, this test is going to count for your entire grade in this class. How would that feel? Like, would you leave? You just check out and say, uh, no. Right? It's not a good feeling, but I'm going to tell you something. In life, there is kind of like a test that you're going to take. And there are all sorts of um, tests that you might take, but this one in particular is about how you handle your finances. And how you handle your finances has an impact on how the outcome of your life here on earth um, can, can be. It can be good, it can be bad, it can be stressful, it can be um, rewarding, it can be a blessing to others, or it can be a burden on other people. And it all comes down to, how do you handle your finances? How do you handle money? And so that's why we're here. Um, you know, we didn't always get the best information about hand, how to handle finances. And we've made some mistakes. So if you were to look back at our life and say, oh, well, maybe they didn't do this right or that right. Well, you'd be correct. But we have learned what Scripture says, what the Bible says, and what the Bible has to teach about money. Um, and we have applied that to our lives, and we want to share that with you guys, because it does make a huge, huge difference. So let me ask you a question. How many times in the Bible do you think there's a mention of money, wealth, possessions, anything related to wealth or money? How many times do you think it's in here? How many times? Somebody give me a number. Over 100. Okay. Two. Okay. Cooler. <laughs> uh, over 200. Keep going. Over 500. Keep going. Over 1,000. Not over a million. Over 1,500. So I'll tell you. Over 2,500 times in Scripture. 2,500. That's a lot. Does Scripture talk about money, possessions, wealth, how we handle our wealth? And when I first heard that, I thought... Well, does that mean God's like greedy and he wants all my money? Because it's in there a whole lot. 
And, and you may be tempted to think that, but I want to stop you. It's not in there because God's greedy. It's in there because God knew in his wisdom that money has a really strong connection to our hearts. Right? And I'll prove that to you. So if I took $100 and I gave it to anybody, right, and I sent you to the mall, if I gave you that and sent you to the mall, what store are you going to? The bookstore. Okay, because books are important to you, right? So money is quickly connected to something that's important to you. If I give you $100, where are you going to go to spend it? The exporting goods, because athletics is important to your heart, right? So every one of you guys think about that. If I gave you that money, immediately you know where you're going to spend it at, and that's connected to the things that are important to you, right? So God knew that. He knew that money was connected to the things of our heart, and so he decided, you know what? I'm going to put a lot of teaching in there because my people whom I love, they need that guidance because it's strongly connected to their heart, and I want their hearts. I don't want their money. I want their hearts. So I'm going to teach them how to handle money so that their heart is drawn towards God. So that's why Scripture talks about money and possessions so many times. Now, let me ask you guys this, and you don't have to share any details if you don't want to, um, but have you ever seen money negatively impact somebody that you care about, maybe your family, maybe a friend? Maybe lack of money is usually the negative impact, right? Not being able to pay for a bill or having a hard time around a holiday or a birthday, just being able to pay for some basic things. Maybe it's, it's more than that. Maybe it's being able to buy food. So people do struggle with money, and usually what happens is when you struggle with something, you automatically think it must be bad, right? Money must be bad because I struggle with it, and all the people that have money, they must be bad um, because, well, I don't have any, right? So what do you guys think? Is money bad? Like everyone likes to have this in their pocket, right? It feels good to have that in your pocket, but is money bad? What's that? It could be used to be bad. You're absolutely right. What does the Bible say? Does anybody know? Has anybody heard anything in the scripture? Yeah. Okay, so she said, money is the root of all evil. Do you know where that's at? No. <laughs> because it's not in there. What? I know, did you know that? That's what everyone thinks, money is the root of all evil. But you can look at this book from front to back, and it isn't in there. However, if you have your Bible with you, if you turn to 1 Timothy 6.10, and I'll go ahead and flip there real quick. If you go to 1 Timothy 6.10... Now listen very carefully, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. Some people eager for, eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. All right, so did it say that money is the root of all evil? Look at that word. For the love of money is the root of all sorts of evils. And, and that scripture gets kind of turned real quick that, well, money must be bad. Money must be evil. But it's not. Scripture says it's not. It does say it's a root of all kinds of evils. Money is like a hammer. I'll let him explain with the hammer. Okay. Is this good or bad? Good? What if I smash somebody's window with it? Then it becomes bad. If I use it to build a house, a hospital in the mission fields, it's good, right? It's neutral. It's a thing. It's neither good nor bad. It's how you use it. And money is the same way. Money can be good as we're sponsoring children in other countries, as we're sowing in our community, 
or it can be bad. It can be used to buy drugs, alcohol, numerous things. Money in and of itself is neither good nor bad. It's just a thing, and that's gonna lead us to our first principle, that money is a tool that we can use for good or bad. It's where our heart's at is gonna determine how that goes, so. Yep, so that's principle number one. If you have your handout and you're following along and wanna fill that in, principle number one is money is a tool. It's a thing, it's a tool. In and of itself, it's neither good or bad. It's neutral, and it depends on the person who's holding it and what they do with it, whether it's gonna be helpful or harmful. So that's, that's principle number one. Um, one of the things I want you to think about real quick, and this is just a little side thing, is anybody a science nerd? Maybe, okay, I have some of my people here, then that's good. So science, gold is what? It's an element on the periodic table, right? All those things on the periodic table, who made them? God, yeah, God made all those things. What is money based on in, in all cultures? What is money, what is this really based on? Does anybody know? Gold, right? Gold. Would God make something that was evil? No. God made gold. Gold's not evil. We assign a dollar value to gold. That's not evil. It's all in how we use it. So that's a little side note for all my science people. If you're not sciencey, I'll move on. All right? <clears throat> all right. So principle number one we covered. We're going to go with principle number two now if you're following along. If you're going to manage money well, which is what we want to teach you, what do you have to have first? Wisdom, a job, you gotta have money. If you wanna manage it well, you gotta have it. You gotta have some of this. Did everybody bring their $100 bills with them? What? Did they not, did, did Micah not tell you to bring $200? Well, that's okay. We got you covered right now. Before you get super excited, it's not real money. <laughs> it's not real money, but we're gonna give you guys, we're gonna get you started out. We're gonna assume that you came and you worked for us today and we appreciate you working hard for us. So you've got $200 that I need you to be responsible for for this evening. Again, like I said, don't get super excited. It's not real. <laughs> don't try to spend it. Don't try to spend it. All right, so when you guys, as you guys are getting your money, let's talk about that second principle. Money comes from work, right? Anybody have a job or has done some work? Okay. Has anybody gotten a gift, been given some money? Maybe birthdays or holidays, things like that? Yeah. Does anybody just go to their parents and say, hey, I need money? Okay. <laughs> At a certain age, you kind of have to do that, right? You can't exactly work all the time. But ultimately, money comes from work. It's not a gift. It's not a handout. It's not something that just we deserve because we're breathing. Money comes from work. And scripture teaches us in a lot of places that money comes from work. One of the places that you can find that is Proverbs. There's actually a lot of places in Proverbs. 10.4 is where I'm going to start out with. So Proverbs is a great spot. If you just need little tidbits of wisdom and knowledge, you can just flip open Proverbs and you're going to get wisdom about all sorts of things in life. And one of the big ones is going to be money. So in Proverbs 10.4, it says, Lazy hands make a man poor, but diligent hands bring wealth. So in other words, what is that saying? If you want wealth, what do you have to do? You have to earn it. Yeah, you have to work hard to earn money. That's how we get money. 
That, that's, that's how it comes. Scripture says that's how it should come. It should come from work. Now, I know a lot of you guys aren't old enough to work, or maybe your parents would rather you focus on school, and that's perfectly fine. Um, however, right now, in your spot in life, you're going to school, you're taking classes, and you're doing that. Why? I mean, one, you have to. I get that. Yeah, to prepare for the future. You're thinking about maybe careers, maybe where you want to go to college, maybe you want to go to trade school. What, what job choices do you want? What do you want to do with your life? Um, I don't know, med school or plumbing or electric, electrician or I don't know, name all those things. Right now you're thinking about that. So your job is to do well in school, to prepare yourself for a career where then you're going to be making you're going to be making money. Now, should we wait until we have our career to start learning how to handle money? No. We need to learn it now. Who plays a sport? Okay, lots of you guys play sports. He's the sports guy between the two of us. What is one of the key principles when you're playing a sport? Do you just walk in to your first game with no practice, no nothing, and you walk in and you're like right up there on your game? No, you guys tell me. What do you have to do? Yep, you have to work hard and practice. Strategy. What else? Do you have to practice a lot? Does sometimes it not go great? Sometimes you just have to pick yourself back up and keep going? Yeah, this is the time right now, while you guys are young, while you have the safety net of parents, grandparents, home, while you're in school, this is the time to learn how to manage money so when it's real, like when you're, you're 18 and you've got a house or you've got bills or you've got a car, you already have those principles and you've been practicing them for some time so all those new surprises in life, they're not going to be big surprises for you. You're going to say, okay, I got it. I, I know how to handle the financial aspect of this. So that's principle number two. Money comes from work. And one thing I want to throw out about this is there's not one job that's more important than any other job. Um, there's not, you know, if I go to college, I'm better than somebody who didn't go to college. Um, there's not, well, I want to be a doctor because that's where I'll make the most money. Now, you have to ask yourself, what did God create me to do? And God created each of you with a set of skills and talents and with a desire and a goal to do a certain thing that enabled you to advance his kingdom, right? And that can be, it doesn't have to be ministry. That can be a job. That can be working as a nurse, working as a doctor. It can be working as an electrician. I don't know what it is for you, but that's something that you guys can go to God and say, hey, look, I'm in school right now. I'm thinking about future and career choices. What do you want for me? What do you want me to do? And when you're in that role that he wants for you, you're going to be happy, you're going to be successful, and you're going to be able to earn the money to support yourself, but also to advance God's kingdom. You can jump in anytime you want. Well, along those lines, like she said, God's giving you gifts and talents and that's what you're going to pray about. That's where he's leading you to your future. I know she said jobs to make a lot of money. Do not go into a vocation just to make money because then it becomes a job. Then it becomes something you have to do each and every day, and you get bogged down. You get tired of it, and you dread doing it. But when you've got something that you love to do that God's gifted you in and you enjoy going to work and that translates into how you interact with your coworkers and the people that you're serving, whatever that vocation is. So don't just do it for the money. If you have a plan, if you practice and you get your money habits 
in line. It doesn't matter, matter whether you make a little or a lot. You're going to do great things, but you want to enjoy what you're going to be doing in your career. So factor that in as well, not just how much money you're going to be making. Yep. So that, that is our principle number two, is money comes from work. <clears throat> All right. What's principle number one? Money is a tool. Principle number two? Money comes from work. So number three, we're going to move on to number three right now. This is where the money that you got is going to start coming into play, is it, it feels pretty good, if this were real especially, it would feel pretty good to have that in your wallet, in your pocket, in your purse, because you'd think, hey, I've worked for some money, I've got some money, and what's the problem with, though, having that just in your, in your pocket or in your purse? Yeah, you can lose it. Has anybody ever seen that happen? Yep. What happens when I lose it? Yeah, he's going to take it. It's gone. Is anybody going to replace it, give it back to me? No, it's gone. What if that were $100,000? Same thing. It's gone. So when we earn money, especially as you start earning more and more money, you need a safe place to put it. And so that is one of those life skills that we want to start getting into. We've talked about you know, some scriptural type things, but I want to teach you about a life thing right now, is when you start getting money, you need a place to put it. And the safest place, the most secure place is? A bank. Yeah, a bank. Um, and a lot of people haven't, haven't grasped that because they think, if I just load it all on a debit card, it's good. And it may be for a small amount of money when you first start working in a job. That's a good place to start, but that's not a long-term solution for your future finances. You need to use a bank. You need to use a credit union, a bank, something of that sort. And I'll tell you right now, now, none of you guys are 18 yet, so you can't just walk into a bank with your $100 and say, hey, I want to open up a bank account. You need to go with an adult, a parent, a grandparent, somebody who will put their name on there as an adult, and they will help you open up a bank account. So I know a lot of you said you didn't have jobs right now, so don't freak out and think, oh, I gotta go, go open up a bank account. But when you do get your first job, a summer job, um, maybe you do some work for other folks and, and you have a little bit of money sitting there. If you have $100, $200, I want you to talk to the, your parents who you live with and say, listen, I wanna go with you and open up a bank account because there my money is, it's safe. It's not only safe from it falling out of your purse or your pocket or somebody stealing it out of your wallet, it's insured. So even if somebody goes in and robs the bank and takes the $100 that you just deposited, it's insured. Your money is safe. And here's the bonus. As you start making more money, in a bank is one of those places where you can get free money. Did you know that? Do you believe me? Yeah, I got, yeah, I knows. You can earn interest on your money in a bank that you can't earn if it's in your wallet. And that's something we'll talk about later, but interest is basically free money. And who doesn't like free money, right? We'll talk about that as the weeks go on. I know as Pastor Micah said, this is a four-week series, so please come back because we're going to teach you how to make free money. And if you stick it out to the end, we will teach you the skills that you're going to need to be able to retire or live your life as potentially in your, your adult years with a million, year, million dollars in a bank account. Do you think that's possible? To have a million bucks in your bank account? Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Is it hard work? It is hard work, but it's possible. And we will show you, we'll show you some tactics, we'll show you some strategies, we'll show you the things to avoid so that you can, you can make your way to that path. 
but you have to come back for all the four weeks if you want to hear all that information. All right, so principle number one is money is a tool. Number two, it's not good or, uh, it's not good or evil. Number two, it comes from work. And number three, you need to keep your money safe in a bank account. So that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to put our money in a bank account. So hold up $100 of your $200. We're going to come around and we're going to collect $100. And that's going to signify you went with an adult to the bank, put that $100 in your bank account. <laughs> so keep $100, turn in $100. All right, now on your handout, if you flip to that last page, that last page looks like this. Does anybody know what that is? Yeah. Yeah, a register. It's called a register for a checking account. All right, if you look up at the top of that register, what number do you see filled in there? $100. All right, so you've opened your bank account. You have $100 in the bank. You have $100 in your hand. How much money do you have to your name? $200, right? It's still your money. It's just safe in the bank. If you don't have a check, get with somebody that get by somebody that is. You can watch there. We had more, a couple more come in late. All right. Now we're going to learn some life skills about managing a bank account. Does anybody have a bank account? Okay, we have a few Rebecca. who have bank accounts. Rebecca, do you guys use this paper register for your bank account? Does anybody? <laughs> what? Well, I'm glad what, you're what here. do you use, Isaac? What's that? It's all online. It's all, online. So it's all digital. Okay. You, you use the app. You use the card. Okay. But how do you keep? But how do you keep track of it, Maddox? <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're going to show you a little. Yep. A little pitfall of that. There, there is a little pitfall to that. Okay, so here's the next thing I want you to do. We're going to deposit our other $100 now that all my helpers have sat back down again. <laughs> so here's what I want you to do. You have a deposit slip in your handout. You see the deposit slip? Has anybody used one of these, you guys who have accounts? Yeah? Okay. We're going to deposit that $100. So they're going to come around and collect it. My bankers are. The second $100? Yeah, the second 100 Indian giver, huh? All right, on that deposit slip. Now it tells you how to fill it out. But you're going to put the date over there on the on the side where it says date. And then, yep, today is the fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. All right, so up here where it says date. You put in January the 15th, 2023. Okay, are we depositing cash? Cash? So slot E, space E, put in how much cash you deposited. Should be $100 for everybody unless you guys decide to keep it. If you're not sure, raise your hand. I'll come around. Yep, we can come around and help you. Help you. $100 in cash. We don't have any checks we're depositing today. So we can leave that blank. But if you got a paycheck from your employer instead of cash, there where it says checks, you would put in the amount that was written on your paycheck. All right, we're going to subtotal it. So that should be $100. That's just basically adding up all the money that you're going to put in. So where it says subtotal, that's line G. 
you're going to put in $100. We're not taking any cash out because we're putting it in, so we're going to leave that blank. And then where it says total, what's the total amount we're going to deposit? $100. So put in $100. And you would submit that to the bank with your money, which you just did. You would turn in this deposit slip, and they're going to put that money in your account. Now, our bankers just took your money, but when you guys turn on your phone and you look at your app, guess what it's not going to show? That money. Right? So a banking, banking hours, they cut off at 2 p.m. And if you deposit it after school and it's 3.30, it's not going to show up till the next day. So if you try to go and spend that money that evening, it's kind of in limbo. It's still your money. It's still there. But you're going to get hit with a fee, which could be up to $35. Right? You did that once. You have experience with that. That gets expensive. That's basically, do you have another $35 to give the bankers? No. Oh, man. <laughs> that gets expensive. Who has $35 to just hand to the bank? You do? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Let me get over there. And you know what? That's not the only time that we, it's called overdrawing your account. So, yes, you had the money. $200 is how much you had. But there's that gap in time that we have to figure, mm, it's not going to show up right away. Now, moving on, we're going to talk more about that next week, about budgeting and making sure you have enough money. But for now, looking back at your checkbook register, that was the one that had all the lines where you started out with $100. All right, we're going to fill out, it would be the first long blank line there. And we're going to start where it says check number or code. Now, there's a cheat here at the top with the codes, right there. We made a deposit, so you just put a little D there. And this is a record for you guys to keep. This is what you keep, your bank doesn't keep it. This is for you, so you know how much money you have. So we, we'll put a D there, we'll put the date in the next block. The description of the transaction, you can just put cash. If it were your paycheck, you could put Paycheck and whatever the pay period was when you got paid. If it was a birthday gift, you could put birthday gift. But you're going to describe the transaction. And then the next one, we've got two lines, two blocks. One of them says subtractions, and the other one says additions. Did we subtract or add? We added. So how much did we add? $100. So you're going to put $100 in that box where it says addition? And then we're going to add that $100 to the balance, which is the other $100 that we put in. And so now how much should be in that box? $200. That's how much you have. But like I said, if you made that deposit after 2 p.m., you're not going to be able to spend that money with your debit card right away. Now, there is a chance, depending on your bank, that you could, they'll, they'll kind of hold it and they won't take it out right away, but I don't want to teach you guys to try to make those shortcuts because that's where people get into trouble. So what I'm going to tell you is just know, only plan for how much you know is in there, which we know is 200, but also knowing that making a late deposit after 2 o'clock means that you may not be able to access that money right away. Okay? All right, so you've got $200. Now, look around, you find a friend that you want to give some money to. <laughs> if you don't have anybody, you can just give it to me. That's fine. I want you to find your blank checks. You guys have some blank checks. These are your checks. There's some in your packet. Yeah, it's on your handout. Some of you guys have some, just some uh, cutout ones, but there's, one in, there's some in your handout as well. 
The ones in your handout up at the top has an example of how to fill out a check. Now I know we live in a digital age and nobody writes checks anymore, right? Wrong. 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 What's that? A lot of older people use checks. I choose not to be offended by that comment. <laughs> there, <laughs> there are actually lots of occasions you may not think of, and maybe they're not a part of your life right now because you guys aren't making these types of transactions, but there are times when you don't have a choice but to maybe write a check. Is it okay if I need to send him money, even though he works at the post office, should I mail him 100 bucks cash? I should take it to him because we live in the same house, you're right. But, <laughs> but <laughs> you don't want to send cash in the mail. Do you want to send your debit card in the mail? No. I mean, if you want to send it to me, that's okay. I will give it back to you. So how are you going to send money from your checking account through the mail to somebody? A check, yeah. Sometimes paying utility bills. I miss that. <laughs> PayPal. What, what if it's your old grandma and she doesn't have PayPal or any electronic? <laughs> she tells you. So where we live, we can't, here the past couple months, we couldn't pay our water bill except but for to write a check. And guess what they say if I say, well, I don't write checks. And they say, well, we don't take cash and we can't do it electronically. Guess whose water's getting shut off? Yeah, mine. So what do I need to be able to do? Write a check. All right, so you've got a sample there, and it's, it, it would seem to, I think a lot of adults it seems self-explanatory because we do it, but maybe if you guys have never seen it, let's walk through the process, okay? So I wrote in, in the sample one there, the, the lady that's writing this check, her name's Rhoda Tractor, and she paid, paid $75.32 to the Acme Farm Supply Company. And there in the memo, she bought seeds, we know that, and she signed it. And in that line in the middle, she actually wrote out in words $75, she wrote out 75, and, and then that 32 over 100, that's 32 cents out of 100 cents, which is the change. So I want you guys to fill out your check, put your name on there, write today's date. You have up to $200 to spend, you can't spend more than that. You have up to $200 to spend. I want you to write a check to somebody here. Okay? So you're going to put their name in the, the, sec so the section where it says pay to the order of. If you, we're going to give this person a check. So go ahead and write. If you need help, raise your hand. While you guys are working on that, I will tell you that this check is an official banking document. So if you wanted to play a prank on somebody or you were just really wanting to buy you know, a brand new game system and you know you only have $200, but you said, you know what, they won't know if I just write a check for $300, yep. that's illegal. Yep. Right? You, this is you saying, this is your word saying, I have this money in my account and when I hand it to somebody, they're not gonna get shortchanged. They're gonna be able to have that money so think about that, yes. Can I just write You can write void on it. So if you've changed your mind, that's, a good, that's actually a good question. Let me say it. If you have started filling this out and you changed your mind, you need to void your check. So you'll write the word void, V-O-I-D, really big, across that check. Does anybody need help? Yep. 
If you want to still keep writing your check, if you want to still keep writing your check, I don't know which is better, and you make a mistake, you, you misspell somebody's name or you get the date wrong, that's okay. You don't have to void the whole check. Just make a small mark through it, put in the right information, and write your initials next to where you made that change. Okay. Now, if you've made a big mistake with like the dollar amount, I would say just void it and start all over again. But if you made a small mistake, like a misspelling, the wrong date, just go ahead and mark a line through, initial it, and put the right information. Okay. Once you guys get your check written, you can give it to whomever you want to give it to. Now, when you guys give each other your checks, you guys give each other your checks, you would take that to the bank, you'd fill out a deposit ticket, and you'd deposit it, and then you'd write that amount in your checkbook register, and you'd do the same thing. Another deposit, you'd add it up, and you'd put your total in. Whatever check you wrote, you need to put that information in as a subtraction. So while you guys are working on that, does anybody have any questions? We've covered three big principles about finances. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can order checks not from your bank. You can get checks from different companies that will give you your checks less expensive. All right, let me ask you a quick question, see who can get this right. How frequently, we talked about in the register, making sure the right amount is in there and doing the additions and subtractions, how often should you do that? Not every month. Every day, yes, every day. You need to make sure that you know how much money you have. Every day. <laughs> really, you should do it every day, right? Because we need to know how much money we have. I want to know how much I have. And that keeps us from overspending. Right, yeah. And that's what we taught, like Maddox said, you know, he checks the app, Isaac checks the app. Well, when I go to Dick's Sporting Goods or the bookstore and I put my debit card in there and I pay for my thing, if I don't go home and ch put it in my register and I check on my mobile app, it still says I have that $35 in there when in actuality I just spent it at the store with my debit card and it hasn't showed up yet. So that's why it's important to put it in the register every night, dude, every day so that you don't get fees. So we are at, we're at that cutoff point tonight. I know, but listen, we're going to hand out more money, albeit fake money. We're going to hand out more money next week. You're going to probably get more than $200. So I want to encourage you guys, come back, right? Look at your worksheet. See if you can answer those true or false questions at the bottom. If, let me, let me just say this. If they're false, I want to challenge you. If you find a false statement there in those true or false, see if you can find the right answer and write it in, okay? You might earn a little bit more money next week. If you bring that back... And you've done that, and you've fixed some false answers. We're going to talk about budgets next week. And a budget, some people say, oh, that is the worst thing ever. No, budgets are awesome because they give you total control over where your money goes. 
right? And that way, it's not just wandering off out the door and disappearing and you find yourself having no money. So bring somebody next week, say, hey, they're handing out fake money. They take it back and it isn't real, but bring somebody with you next week. <laughs> Don't tell them it's real, <laughs> all right? Does anybody have any questions? No, I appreciate you guys coming. I don't want this to feel like school. I want it to be fun, but we want to share with you guys information that can really make a difference in your life. It can make a difference in your family's life. So go home, talk to your parents, talk to your families and say, hey, this is what we learned. Share what you learned. Sometimes even the adults in our lives don't have this information. So feel free to share with your family, share with other people what you've learned uh, here tonight. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 